Before we get started, we wanted to say thank you to our sponsor, Louie and Leah, whose mission is to help better prepare parents from birth to first birthday. Find out more at louieandleah.com or check out the link in today's show notes. I also wanted to apologize in advance that our audio hasn't been up to par these last couple episodes, so thank you for your patience with that as we wait on our audio upgrade. I hope you still enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening in. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 93. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. We're Cameron and Amber O'Hearn, and today we're talking about living your dream. <laughs> Which for us Living your dream. Our little Faustina, our little associate of the podcast who's joining us in our recording studio. You'll hear her squeaking and... Um, you know, babbling, making noises. It'll be great. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm trying to pull up my notes. I was thinking that we should talk about dreaming okay, as a family. A story. Tell me a story. <laughs> so, we would go on rosary walks, which was a great way for us to pray a family rosary. It was like, okay, going on this walk while we're out. You know, around the neighborhood, we'll pray a rosary. It was a great way to like get some fresh air and get some exercise. This is, you know, a couple years into our marriage. Yep. And uh, before we'd start the rosary, we would um, take time to dream. So we're just like, anything you want to dream about, honey? Anything? Oh, what I've been thinking about is this. Like, what if, you know, da, da, da. what if in a year from now, I had a full-time business mm-hmm. or what if in five years from now um, we could like travel in a tiny house like travel around the country. Yeah. <laughs> we had so many dreams. Like, Yeah. This, this podcast came from one of those dreaming walks yeah. where I said, I I'd so love to do a podcast. And... Where I was and you wanted to call it the cozy dwelling, the lovely dwelling, the lovely dwelling, making your, Making your home a place of refuge, peace, and refuge where you, your family, and your community guests can can encounter encounter the the Lord. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I had a tagline and everything. Did you have the word cozy in it? No, you kept inserting the word cozy. (laughs) Well, that's one of your favorite words. It is. Oh, you know what one? I forgot to mention? What? Like a couple episodes ago when we first started doing you and I co-hosting. Yeah. So our very first episode, way at the very beginning of the podcast, when we were launching the podcast, just me interview style with other uh, women, I was reading this book called Huga. Do you remember that? Huga, yeah. Okay. When I was, when we launched couples co-hosting, I was reading a book called cozy and on the back it says sequel to huga right. <laughs> isn't that funny right okay we'll cut that out <laughs> no no i was thinking of huga as well huga is a great word we should talk about in our epilogue talk about huga maybe okay <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm ruining your podcast i'm so sorry so on our on our rosary walks, we would take time for dreaming, and we weren't like reasoning through anything or talking about the practicals. We were just like, anything's on the table. Like, what's your dream? 
Um, so Amber, you know, thinks about diapers and disciples. I thought about, man, what if instead of, you know, being the video guy at a company, what if I had a video company and I had the freedom to like do my own work and work when and how I wanted. Um, so we just kept bringing up those dreams. What happened was I was trying to follow this dream. Um, which meant that Monday to Friday I'm at work, Saturday <laughs> I'm working. Oh, that's a cool chip clip. That looks so cool. On Saturdays I was doing freelance work on the side to try to build up my business. Um, I was also studying, uh, you know, part-time to get my bachelor's degree. And I sound really cool, but that meant Amber was with the kids that whole time and putting the, ki the kids to bed by herself. And it was a lot of work for both of us. And it meant I was kind of one foot in, one foot out of this big dream. So we started to get really practical with the dream. So on one specific rosary walk, like Amber lit a fire under me. <laughs> I lit that match. <laughs> I think it was a bigger fire than a match. You put a log under my rump and <laughs> this is the second time today you referred to your bottom as a rump. I've never heard you say that before. Well, I don't like to say bottom. It sounds so proper. Okay. Rump yeah, butt is just like that's like what twelve year olds say, but rump is like what men say. <laughs> Uh, so what did he say to me? Cause we were on this, we were on this rosary walk, which meant we were dreaming for a little bit. Yeah. And Cameron was at the place where he was getting potential clients and needing to say like, I don't think I can take on that project mm. cause I'm still working full time. And I said to Cameron, let's just act and plan as if. You're taking the jump. You're, You're taking January. the jump in January. In the new year, we're doing it. It was like three months it. away. Yeah. And Amber said, let's do it. And so that allowed Cameron to be able to say like, okay, if I'm taking the jump in January, Basically, then yes, I can, yeah, I can take, up. right. So, um, I got really practical with, um, like, what we needed to do and how we needed to do it. Like, for example, I wanted six months of clients to be able to, like, prudently make the jump. Um, but what was most important for me was getting really clear on why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. um, because you know how we like to quote Nietzsche, right? Oh, yeah. Frederick Nietzsche, I think that's how you say it. We've all, we're always quoting him. I think he was the guy who said, God is dead. But we don't quote that one. <laughs> this, this is actually true, though. Okay. Okay. He who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. Interesting. Yeah, so if your why is strong enough, you'll figure out a way. Thanks, Nietzsche. Um, my why for Sick of Stories was creative freedom, um, time with family, more time with family. And it's now or never. So when I thought of myself with Sick of Stories, I thought of just being able to like grow creatively, like sky's the line. Like I can try out and take risks, like do whatever I want without 
time with family. So like working from home every tea break and pee break. I get to see my kids and my wife. <laughs> um, spend more time with family, take more time off. And really like if we don't do it, I'm going to ask myself like what if we did that? Like what would it have worked? Like, mm-hmm. Would it have been worth it? So that was a big enough why for me to jump into it. Um, so maybe we can talk a little bit about the some of the things that were like some of kind of the support and like the practicals that were going on at the time. For example, you were meeting with a spiritual director, maybe like four times a year or something like that. And you had been kind of walking this journey with him as well. In addition to discussing it with me and talking about what would be best for our family, Cameron was also talking to a spiritual director about it. And some great advice from his spiritual director was to wait until he was at the point where Cameron was needing to say no to new clients because he just didn't have the time with his current job. And that that might be a good indicator of there's enough work to yeah. make the jump to still be able to provide for my family. Yeah, because yeah, really I only had enough work to fill up my Saturdays. I mean, it felt like a lot of work. It was the only day off mm-hmm. besides Sunday. Um, but it really wasn't enough work. Yeah, I started saying no to clients, so... Talking with my spiritual director, like, things started to line up. Like, we started to take steps in that direction to see what would happen. Um, I want to talk a little bit about prudence. Yeah. Because I just looked up in the catechism, like, a little bit ago, what what it says about prudence. Because that's the first word that comes to mind when, when I think about people, like, making a jump into a dream they have. When you have a family... It's not just about your dream. Right, right. <laughs> like, who cares what you want? You know, in a sense. Like, you are here to serve your family. I'm talking to the men out there. Like, you're here to provide for your family. So, in a sense, it's like, the first question is not, what do you want? But, what's best for your family? And here's what the definition of prudence is from the Catechism. 1806. <laughs> Jesus. Hi, little girl. Prudence is the virtue that disposes practical reason to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it. So it's what we just stumbled into. It's we saw a great good. Hey, more time with the family, creative freedom. I'm no longer coming home like frustrated at work or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of frustrations I think in business, but we saw a great good. Like, more time with family, freedom. Flexibility, flexibility in our schedule. And then to choose the right means of achieving it. So it's like, how do we achieve that great good for our family? That's prudence. So prudence is not like inaction. It's not like not doing anything and just sitting and waiting. Um, so then what happened was I was on Zillow, as I'm apt to do. And I was looking at home prices... And I was also pulling up, like, cost of living calculator. We were living in the Twin Cities at the time. We had a mortgage. Um, I looked up cost of living in Ohio. I said that really loud. Ohio. That's how you have to say Ohio when you're from Ohio. Like, people from Ohio don't know that. Yeah. And the other place. Wyoming. Wyoming. So, where both of our families are from. Yes. My Amber's family lives in Ohio. Mine lives my family lives in Wyoming. Cost of living in the Twin Cities in Wyoming was 
huge compared to the cost of living in Dayton, Ohio. So, uh, and because of Amber's uh, family living here. But also, we, like, a few things happen. So this is, this is how, like, you start to see doors opening and not closing when you start taking steps. So you look up, cost of living. Oh, that's great. I actually don't need to make as much money initially as I thought I would, you know, living in Minnesota. So that helps. Um, also, we'll be by Amber's family, so we're only traveling one direction for holidays. Also, like, just health insurance is cheaper. Then we looked up nearby traditional Latin Mass parishes, because we that's where we attend. And our patrons, holy family, like, who we strive to live after, there's a holy family parish, a traditional Latin Mass parish in Dayton. So it's just like... It was pretty clear we need to move here. Hi, friends. I am so excited to share with you some fun news that makes me even more excited to share about our newest sponsor, Louie and Leah. Cameron and I are expecting our fourth baby due in July. And as many of you know, whether you're preparing for the birth of your first child or your fourth, it can always seem overwhelming. So much to think about and prepare for. That's why Eric and Christine, parents of four, began Louie and Leah. Louie and Leah offers subscription boxes that make the perfect gifts for parents. With eight boxes to choose from, from birth essentials to baby's first birthday, they even have a box for dads, Louie and Leah wants to care for you and your new little one. Louie and Leah is a family-run business that prioritizes being eco-conscious and pro-life. In fact, a dollar from every box sold goes towards pro-life organizations across North America. I love that. Louie and Leah delivers from birthday to birthday. Visit louieandleah.com to discover your box today. That's Louie, L-O-U-I-S, and Leah, L-E-A.com. Use the discount code BABY at checkout to save an additional 20%. Again, that's Louie, L-O-U-I-S, and Leah, L-E-A, dot com. And use the code BABY at checkout for 20% off. Or you can check out the link in today's show notes. So we remember we sprung it on your family. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We were visiting them and we said, we're going to be making the move to Ohio. We said, we have something exciting to tell you. And then we said, we're not pregnant. And then everyone's looking around and we said, we're moving to Ohio. Um, and then, so then they said, you should you live, live with, with us, us as long as you want. I think they added that. Maybe I added that. Like, <laughs> you heard, you heard that. <laughs> I, I believe they said, you can live with us as long as you need while you're making the transition. Yeah, exactly. to... yeah I mean, they weren't giving a handout. And they knew that we were... We needed just some help in the transition. We weren't looking to just settle down in their house. Um, but they opened up their home to us. Right. So now we have cheaper cost of living, a parish we can plug into, um, uh, living situation taken care of. I can start my business. Yeah. So it was, it was still a risk, but the point is it was a reasonable risk. Hmm. And... We had a fallback plan. So it's like, it's not like you're jumping across the Grand Canyon or you're like stepping off knowing you're probably going to fall. You're jumping when you can see the other side and you think you might just make it. 
and you have a safety net underneath. Mm. It's like you're making the jump. It's a risk, but it's not imprudent because you're not you're not uh, setting your family up for failure. Like right. You're not hurting your family. So, like, worst case scenario is we move to Ohio. My business fails. Uh, I get a job somewhere else. <laughs> I, I spend a month job searching and whatever. I, I find a job. I'll do anything to provide for my family. But I want to try, right? That's the point. We wanted to try to, to do this big dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the reason why we're talking about this is because I think there's a lot of fear associated with you know, you and your family, you and your spouse are talking, you think like, you know what, this, like, we would love for our family dynamics to look a, more, a little bit more like this. Like, maybe you both want to be homeschooling a little bit, or you want more flexibility in your schedule, or you want to be able to travel more, or whatever it is. But there can be, like, a little bit of a fear associated with that. And I think we wanted to bring this up to be able to say that if there's a desire on your heart, it's okay to offer that to the Lord and then start taking steps yeah, towards that direction right. and see if doors open or doors close. And it's not it's not objectively like right or wrong, whatever this dream is. If it's not sinning, <laughs> if you're not trying to, if you're not like, uh, you know, leaving your family obligations to do this dream over here, or like if it's not hurting your family, if it's not a sin. Um, stop worrying about right or wrong. Like God will make it clear to you as you start moving in that direction. And that's what happened to us. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad we did that. I'm so glad you told me like we should do it because now I work from home. So my commute is going from the kitchen to the office. <laughs> it's like 10 steps. I get to take off like 20 days a year. So we have extended like Christmas and Easter. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, I have freedom of schedule. So I can start work as early as want, I want to get the work done. I can end work as early as I want too. We can have dinner on time. Um, I can take breaks to have tea with the kids or we can go to mass in the afternoon as a family. Um, I'm not micromanaged. I get to be my own boss. I don't have a maximum salary I can make in my position. Um, so years and years from now, I could be making a lot more than I've ever made, which would just benefit. Um, so my salary just corresponds with how hard I work and how well I work. So I think it's important for us to just, yes, day to day, it's just monotonous, just doing your duties and getting through the day, getting to the weekend, take some time. Go on a walk, whatever you need to do, and dream together. Just like share your dreams. What what would be what would be an amazing life in a year from now or five years from now? You don't even have to say how long away it is. Just say like, what do you want? And just throw it out there because yeah. I mean, we would dream about things that were well, yeah that we're not doing now that didn't happen. For example, we for a while we're thinking like tiny house we're gonna yeah. live in a tiny house and that's gonna be our lifestyle and it was fun to dream about that and to talk about it and um you know that wasn't what god had for us and and it's just fun to be able to get everything out there and share it with your spouse and dream big dreams 
and small dreams too. If there's something else that's on your mind, that's, you know, maybe not a job change or something like that. That's, that's great too. Just to have that time to be free to, to dream about things. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about prudence. Cause like some dreams you have, like, yeah, dream, just don't worry about the practicals, just dream. But then after you've like discussed it for a while, look at the prudence of the matter. So like, like we read before, is this a true good? One of my dreams was to be a board game designer. It's still kind of one of my dreams. <laughs> so if I went all into that, I probably, let's say I was successful. I became a board game designer professionally. I don't know. I'd make like 20000 a year or whatever. It would hurt our family. Mm-hmm. Even though that's a dream I have, it's not a true good for our family. So, so then I'm thinking maybe when I'm retired or my work is going so well that I'm working less and getting paid enough to do this on the side and whatever it is. But when you're dreaming and you continue to dream, like think about prudence. What is the true good? For you and your family and for for me it was like i was really drained at work because i'm a creative type and if i don't have space to create and take risks and that that sort of thing then i feel really uh like suffocated in my work and just like um kind of meaningless you and weren't I, you weren't coming home like recharged right, and refreshed completely yeah spent mm-hmm. um and some people are just they need a huge why for their work and i respect people who can go to work like as a mailman or whatever just do a good job at a very like straightforward thing for 50 years that's not a bad thing but some people need a big like they need to make a big impact and that was who i was who i am and so it was good for our family to make this jump because i'm recharged from work Amber gets a happier husband. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of, I mean, you have to look at who God created you to be as well. Um, Some people do, like you said, thrive on more of a day-to-day scheduled routine. And some people thrive more in a creative realm. It doesn't have to be starting your own business and working on your own. Yeah. It can be climbing the corporate ladder. (laughs) Maybe you want to be a CEO of uh, an organization. Maybe you want to start, like, Nonprofit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you just want to. I think you mentioned this earlier. Travel more, whatever it is. Yeah, and I think also you kind of have to take it year to year as well, and season to season because uh, times and you know the time changes and seasons change and your family size changes. Like I think about now our life. Um, you know, me being home with the kids and our decision to homeschool. Like, now would not be the time for me to pursue, like, maybe I decided, like, I feel like I really want to pursue a career in, I don't know what it might be, journalism, or something like that. (laughs) Agriculture. I didn't know if you... Agriculture, maybe. Like, I'd want to get into farming or something like that. Chicken raising. Yep. I do want to get into that. (laughs) Um, Being... Being able to discuss with your spouse and being prudent with, you know, making a, a decision on what's best for our family at this point, what's best for our kids at this point, and having that perspective as well. Yeah. St. Augustine said, 
love God, then do whatever you want. Love <laughs> I God, love that. do whatever you will. Um, so in summary, dream together. If you have a dream that really sticks with both of you, write down your why. Why is this going to be worth it? Make it very clear. And then start to take steps in that direction. Um, and God will start to make it clearer and clearer so that you can see the other side. Mm. But it, there's going to be a point where you have to take a risk. But make sure it's a reasonable risk. It's not going to destroy your family. <laughs> you have some kind of safety net. Um, do it. Dream hard, live hard. That's what we always say around here. <laughs> I do. Can you close I'd love to. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we offer our dreams to you. We offer our families to you. Help us to grow in prudence and give us the guidance we need in taking the next step in front of us and walking in your will and embracing your will for our lives. And Jesus, we love you and we offer our lives to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. What was that thing you said maybe we should talk about? Huga? Hmm. I don't really have anything new to share. What's so cool about it is it's, it's something... What's the definition of Huga? It's like something cozy. Co cozy togetherness. Cozy togetherness. Yeah, isn't that lovely? That's your superpower. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I do love that. Cozy togetherness. Yeah. It's like what comes to mind when you think of cozy togetherness? I think of like together as a family or a close group of friends, like sitting on couches, sipping coffee, and just sharing life together. And coffee snow, couches, snow warm, falling. Warm drinks. Yep. That's right. Um, now, do you imagine like coffee and tea, or do you imagine like wine and beer? Probably coffee and tea is what comes yeah. to mind. Snow but falling outside. Yeah, 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 that's nice. Well, shall we go do God's will? Let's go do God's will. Dream hard, live hard. That's what we always say.